Quentin Tarantino breaks his silence on his next film, The Movie Critic. Martin Scorsese's next film, Killers of the Flower Moon, is premiering at Cannes. And Disney Marvel has more drama than good news. Hello, movie friends. Welcome back to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, the ultimate film and TV podcast. We have a bit of news for the show. Tomorrow, Monday's episode is going to be postponed to Tuesday. We have something special that we're doing with the studio on Monday, so we want to make sure there's an exclusivity for that content. So Tuesday, Monday's episode is moved to there, but don't worry. It's going to be awesome and epic. It's going to be movies from memory, Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. It was a fucking it was a mess. It's going to be <laughs> it a really bl- funny a blast yeah and then uh, we're also doing a giveaway with paramount in dungeons and dragons on our instagram all you gotta do is comment on that giveaway and you get entered into a contest to win a pretty awesome package so check that out now let's get into the box office dungeons and dragons finally premiered and had a very good opening weekend with 40 million domestically it's about tracking for what they were looking for. It's a medium-sized box office studio hit. I think they wanted $100 million. <laughs> I don't think... For the first one in the franchise, this is very good. This is solid. Yeah, yeah. So I think that for a, a fan base that isn't that huge, and for it to be a property that not many people are fans of or really generally aware of, I think it's a good success for the studio. It's a, it's not the biggest budget. It was, what, $100 million $150 budget? $150 million budget. So, so not massive. It's going to do really well overseas. So I see this as an absolute success for uh, Dungeons and I, I wouldn't say an absolute success. I we'll mean, it's a $150 million budget. If it starts to drop, I mean, they're competing with John Wick over here, so I'm not going to pretend true. like it's a huge hit. It's a good yeah, number. Don't pretend, bro. It's a good number. I mean, you yeah. said it's a massive... <laughs> I said, I said it's, a, it's an absolute success, I would say. For we'll sure. see if it yeah. doesn't drop. I mean, with I think that word mouth is going to be really good for this movie, but again, it's competing with John Wick right now in theaters, which is still killing... So I, I hope it does well. I hope it makes its money back and is a profitable film because I had a lot of fun with it, and I, I know a lot of you will enjoy the heck out of it. I would say it. that it can make it can make three hundred to four hundred, no problem. I think I would say. I mean, not with internationally. That, if it has good word of mouth, globally, I, mean, I think it'll do really well overseas. Woo, we'll we'll see, bro. So. We'll see. We'll see. Three hundred to four hundred. No, I don't know what that opening. They got some. They got a distance to to run. That's what sure. I mean. You're yeah. like it's they, a it's a biggest hit of the year. <laughs> you sold the Maverick. You're like you're sold. It like made made like a billion dollars already. Like listen to yourself. <laughs> I'm just it, so excited. It's very good for a movie with no IP for a movie yet. Um, really, but except for like they made it in like 2001. Did with they? Jeremy Irons. It was. It looks oh, terrible. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see, we'll see if it's got we'll legs. See. We'll, we'll see, see if it's got legs. We also had second place John Wick again competing with this. Another twenty-eight million to add to its massive box office. His only son made five point five million. Creed three still throwing those punches, five point six million, and then Scream Six in fifth place at five point two million. And John Wick is closing in on two hundred million uh, globally. So big success. It's looking like it'll probably earn around five hundred million when it tops out uh, globally around the world. We'll see. Yeah. So is it two hundred million? Globally, right now, yeah. And you think it's going to make five hundred million? Maybe four hundred. Your your analytics are <laughs> all over the place. How's uh, it going to make five hundred million if it's if it's topping out at? Well, it hasn't opened in some territories. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, Anthony, you are like all over the place. I think bro. I'm I think I'm getting a little exaggerated. You're a little bit ahead of yourself. <laughs> oh, it, it made forty million. It's opening weekend. Oh, it's easily going to clear a billion. Two billion. <laughs> like, what are you Avatar talking two about? Numbers. You're high, bro. <laughs> Avatar two. What you smoke this morning? <laughs> yeah. Well, I suppose, and if you look at all the John Wick movies, they're successful, but they were never like monster, monster successes. So, 
But for rated R, that's really good. Yeah, I mean, it is for really rated good. R, that's I'm going to say it's going to make 500 million. I think, <laughs> I'm gonna, I think I'm getting a little ahead of myself. I think you are. <laughs> I'm like so encouraging to the studios don't, right now. Don't worry, everybody. I'm putting Anthony in into check. place. I'm putting him in check, <laughs> bringing his perspective back to normal, back to earth. He's just in cloud nine. Are you work? It sounds like you're working for the studios. <laughs> Huge hit. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Let's get into the news <laughs> before no Anthony comment. starts no giving us bad ranges for movie success. <laughs> I'm usually here. pretty spot on. That's an absolute hit. It made two million opening weekend. <laughs> Huge success. <laughs> well, it hasn't opened in Bangladesh yet, so just wait. <laughs> Moving on to Quentin Tarantino news. He has finally broken his silence on his rumored next and final film. The movie critic he has confirmed that is the title of the film, but he's also confirmed that it's not about film critic Pauline Keel, which was a rumor going around. And he says after this film, it's going to be the end. He's going to give up on movies or just. Throw on the towel on movies is what he said. And then just do TVs, movie, TV shows, books, and other projects. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm guessing that he broke this out because of all the news coming out about the film the last few weeks. So he made, I think he wanted to clear up. It's not about this person. Uh, it is the title of the film, but I think he wanted to be like, I, the, nobody knows what this is about yet. Like it, n nobody has any idea. All the news outlets ran with this. We even ran with it irresponsibly. Well, we said no, yeah. no. We said it was a rumor. We didn't say it was that's confirmed. True, we always true. say it's not confirmed. Yeah, that's true. So, jeez, I think, man, you are like. <laughs> I think he wanted to clear it up, um, clear the air of like nobody's really reporting anything accurate about the film except for the title. What do you mean? He did leak it. Yeah, he's he's the person who knows the title of the movie, so there's a reason why it came out recently. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. It's true. Even though he says he's not going to make another film again, I guess he'll stick to that as long as he keeps doing miniseries. Like every few years. So that is a loophole around that. Yeah. I mean, and also he's just explained that he wants to go out as being a film director at the top of his game, which I don't hate. I mean, 10 movies is a lot of movies for a filmmaker to make. And I'm curious what this one's going to be about. Yeah, I guess so. But I mean, don't you think like he'll like in 10 years, he'll have an idea for a movie and like, when do you want to make it? Seems like he'll make it into a TV, st yeah, TV I guess show. So, I guess. But I mean, I mean, Scor Scorsese apparently just made one of his best films ever and he's made like 45 movies so. i think that this that the next bit of news is proof that it might be a very special film in scorsese's filmography because the killers of, killers of the flower moon is going to get its premiere at 2023 Cannes film festival now this is really big news because the last time scorsese had a feature film in competition at Cannes. he's had documentaries and in, in concerts in competition more recently but he hasn't had a movie in competition since after hours in 1986 where he won Best Director for that film. And he's also had Taxi Driver, obviously, back in 1976, and The King of Comedy in 1983. So those are the three 
most recent features he's directed that have been in competition at Cannes, as well as Who's Knocking at My Door. Was that what that was called? Or um, yeah, Who's That Knocking at My who's Door? Who's That Knocking at My Door? That was in competition before. Before that was taxi before driver. Mean Stripes. Mean Streets. Mean Streets. <laughs> Those were Mean Streets. So I think this is huge news, meaning that he knows it's going to be a very special movie. I think everyone knows that he could probably win Best Director, maybe win Palme d'Or with this film. And I just think it's going to prove that Scorsese is still one of the best, if not the best directors out there. And I think this is really terrific news for this film. Also, do you remember who won Cannes last year? Last year was... For best director or best Both. best picture, Park Chan Wook, baby. That's right. Yeah, that, I always it was a decision uh, to leave. Yeah, he he just he won with decision to leave. So I'm really looking forward to this because Scorsese. I mean, obviously everybody knows he's my favorite, but this story is really fascinating. It's based on a true story. Close of the Flower Moon is a book you can you can buy if you want to know what the story is. It's stranger than fiction. Also, DiCaprio came out said it was a masterpiece and he hasn't really said that about I think any of his films and then the runtime is actually almost four hours long everyone's so, making a huge deal about it yeah. again but dude I mean if it's great it's like doesn't matter how long it is it's it's, it's I mean Avengers Endgame was 3.30 right three hours 30 minutes something like that True. yeah so it doesn't matter how long the movie is but it, but it's a very complex story and it's, it takes place over several years and it's a lot of characters that are integral to what happened so I'm happy to hear that they're taking the time to really have the breadth of storytelling and the narrative structure of really getting to put everything they can into it rather than condensing it down to two hours. I'm very excited. I, I cannot can't. wait. I can't wait. And it's also been confirmed it's going to be coming out October 3rd. So an October release. So actually only a few months away. Check out Scorsese winning Best Director this year at the Oscars oh, yeah. too. It's going to be a highly competitive Oscar season this yeah, year. Yeah, Very competitive. How about you take off the next bit of news, Anthony? Some Wes Anderson news. He finally revealed the trailer for Asteroid City, which has, to no surprise, an eclectic and stacked cast. However, what's really cool about this and what separates it from anything that he's ever done before is it science fiction. <laughs> he's doing aliens. <laughs> so it's about aliens landing in a remote desert town and the investigation that ensues in the cast of characters. I can't wait. It looks like it's his version of Close Encounters in kind a way. Of, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, so they didn't reveal the aliens, but they revealed a shot of the spaceship and they revealed a shot of scientists uh, investigating grounds of where probably an asteroid struck. I am sure they're saving the alien for the aliens for the movie. But I can't wait to see what do Wes Anderson aliens look like. Will it just be something silly? Yeah, it's gotta be. It's gotta be like something like non-threatening looking, maybe, and just silly looking. They're they're wearing I don't know like polos or something. It's such a Wes Anderson looking movie, man. I love it. It I looks it looks awesome. I can't wait because we we all know the French Dispatch was so well made, but I I think that lacked. I mean that had a weakness where there's too many stories going on. But like have I think Wes operates best with just a singular storyline, and I'm I'm really excited about this film. Oh, for sure, and it's got an amazing cast. Steve Carell is in it. He's never worked with Wes. Yeah, the cast is it's insane. insane. Yeah. ScarJo's in it. Has she ever been in a West movie? She's never been in a Wes Anderson movie. She no. seems to be one of the leads. Yeah, it looks like Schwartzman and her are the, the two co-leads. Tom Hanks. Tom I don't Hanks. think he's ever been in a West never, Anderson movie. Never. He was replacing Bill Murray with another old actor. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> I saw the trailer. I was, he was like, oh yeah, he got the Bill Murray role. <laughs> he even looks like Bill Murray yeah. in it. <laughs> so Tom, could you just like be like Bill? <laughs> All right, we got some more really cool news. So Scott Pilgrim vs. the World obviously is... 
a cult classic because it didn't do very well in theaters. It was a bomb, but it's so loved by fans and anime lovers, and, and it's just a terrific action film. Edgar Wright made it. Netflix is making a feature anime movie of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and the entire original cast is pretty much returning. Everyone's coming back. Yeah, everybody is voicing their characters. There's no release date on this, but Edgar Wright posted that it's coming soon on his Instagram, and he did confirm that every cast member from the film is voicing their character in the show. Really? Is it going to be a series or a movie? Series. Oh, yeah, that anime is series. Cool. Yeah, and um, they don't have a release date yet, but keep it. I'm sure they'll announce it sometime in the next few months, trying to figure that out exactly. He just said coming soon. Next up, Gwyneth Paltrow won her trial. So the the ski crash Woo! trial, the jury <laughs> awarded her a $1 reward for winning, winning the trial lawsuit. The actress and wellness guru was found not liable in the contentious ransom lawsuit brought by Dr. Terry Sanderson after being pounded like a punching bag during the trial. She also <laughs> won her countersuit for a symbolic $1. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's just a silly trial because there's always every year there's like a wild Hollywood trial, but yeah. this one's just so silly and fun. They should have awarded her a half day of skiing. <laughs> 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 Two bowls of chicken broth to celebrate. <laughs> wow, it's a big day. <laughs> Don't want to overdo it, Anthony. <laughs> All right, we got a bunch going on with Disney and Marvel, Star Wars, etc. Lots of good news, but also lots of drama. So starting off... What's the tea, Jim? Well, let's start off with something light and cool. So Fantastic Four has finally got a writer. They have tapped Josh Friedman to write the Fantastic Four script. He did Avatar 2 as, as well as, I believe, worked on the scripts for Avatar 3 and Avatar 4. And Avatar 4 specifically is the script that the studio is like, holy crap, this is crazy stuff. So mm -hmm. it's exciting that they've got, a, seems like a really solid writer for Fantastic Four. And I'm sure that Marvel, that's probably one of their most important things going on right now. They really want to get that right because... They never have. Yeah. <laughs> but also, Fantastic Four has always been integral to the Marvel storylines. So I think that going forward, it's going to be influential characters for all of the arcs around the next phase of the MCU. But I could be wrong. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Who knows? And just to stay on Fantastic Four, so Jodie Comer, it's... A huge rumor that she's going to be cast or is in rumors for being cast in Fantastic oh, Four. Oh, as Sue Storm? Yeah, so that's just a viral internet rumor and casting. She revealed that she has not even been approached or talked about it or auditioned for a role. For that's Fantastic what they always Four. say. That's what they always <laughs> say. They always deny, deny, deny. But also, did you see Mila Kunis? No. She had. She was photographed having coffee with the director of, of Fantastic Four. Uh-oh. Yeah, so it right. looked like they had a coffee meeting oh. maybe to discuss. I mean, what else would they be meeting about? <laughs> I, saw, I saw a story the other day that Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher are not going to leave the $275 million fortune they have to their kids uh -huh. after they, I guess, after they pass on. And I'm like, why not do it now? <laughs> why not do it now what are you waiting for <laughs> so oh they're gonna donate to charity but also when, when people say that do they are they saying they're not gonna spend another cent but like also it's not like their kids are gonna be 50 by the time that happens yeah I mean <laughs> that's true it's like not like they're dying tomorrow I'm sure they're living fine they need to make something with their lives <laughs> so when they're 65 and I'm dead they can't get anything <laughs> no more mooching off mom and dad <laughs> That's actually a great point. When it's people, a silly headline, when man. When people say that, oh my Why god! Why don't you just do it now? <laughs> just do it now. Donate it all. Yeah, you don't need it, do you? Also, but I mean, when people when they say that, are they saying like our entire we're donating our entire fortune? Are they just gonna stop spending money for the next sixty years? I don't think. I don't so. understand. I don't. Think Is it so. gonna be that much money back when they're old? 
Uh, Anyways. I think about these things, whatever. Let's uh, mix up and do some drama, and then we'll get into some other D- Disney news that's more light. Drama. So the Jonathan Major situation has been wild. Lots going on. We don't know much besides the news that, that's, a, that's come out. First off, we didn't have it in the last movie news episode because it dropped after we filmed and edited the oh, episode. Oh, that's right. So yeah, we, we weren't able to yeah. put it in, in the episode. Now, Jonathan Major's... First bit of news was that he was arrested and arraigned on assault charges. Apparently, they said it was said and rumored that he hit his girlfriend and strangled her, and then she called the cops. But then, a few days later, it was rumored and revealed that he's the one that called the police because his girlfriend was unwell. And then, recently, a couple of days ago, his lawyer released text messages of kind of a little more context to the situation, and... It sort of revealed that that what the truth kind of was, but it also was it still is ambiguous what happened. And also, the court of public opinion was not in his favor after the text messages were released. I would say that it was like fifty fifty. Yeah, the court of public opinion because we don't want to lay judgment with all without all the facts. I mean, I don't I have no idea, I have yeah. no idea what's really going on, but these text messages. The lawyer, it does not look like it went well for him. Yeah, I mean, just from what I could gather, just from reading the text, it seems as though in a, uh, a physical altercation did happen in that she just didn't want to press charges for it and that she's upset that he got arrested for it. That's what the text seemed to imply. So it's not like the text proved that nothing happened, which is odd that they released them. Because the, they're so ambiguous, still, yeah. kind of. It, wasn't, it didn't it did, look good. Yeah, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look like it's definitive proof that nothing happened. You know what I mean? Even if it did prove something, it's still the, the court of public opinion. They yeah. read that. Like, I was on Twitter and on Instagram looking at the comments and tweets. No one reacted well to it. About the text? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was. It seemed like a, the wrong move right now, but I have no idea what's going on. No yeah. one does. And they also said, I mean, they did say they have a video evidence, but why wouldn't they release the video evidence along with the text? Maybe they're waiting, saving I guess it. so. I mean, if I, I mean... Don't you want the evidence out as fast as possible to just put the fire out if it if it can put the fire out? That's what I would do. So I, I'm curious about why they're waiting on the video evidence for, to release it for so long because they said it was definitive proof that nothing happened. So yeah. I'm curious. I mean, this is huge news yeah. for Marvel and Disney. Going it's forward really because it's he really is big. the central piece to the MCU going forward. Yeah, it's absolutely just it's just massive because. If you look at it in terms of like Thanos, Thanos was involved in mainly just post-credit scenes the first few films. Like he wasn't really involved in the story arcs. Even even if not post-credit scene, just verbally someone yeah. would say his name. But right now, I mean, with Loki's with the Loki series and then with Ant Man three, Kang has been heavily involved in the story arcs. So the next title, the next Avengers movie is called the Kang's Dynasty. Exactly. King's Dynasty. So it's not like I don't know. It's not like they can just like act. They, it's not like they can just erase him right now. So they. They are committed to the character. Well, I mean, they could recast him. I get. I suppose so. Yeah, because that seems pretty easy to do. Obviously, right with now with variants. MCU, yeah. yeah. So I, I suppose that's an. I'm sure they're weighing that as an option, but I'm sure they're also waiting until Everything, real evidence yeah. comes out and everybody generally understands what exactly. But happened. if there is video evidence, why wouldn't that just be released? Right? That's what I'm saying. Like, why? If they said it was so definitive, why didn't the legal team release any of the video footage? Like, you would want to exonerate your client as soon as possible, especially in the court of public opinion, which I think if the longer things see, see the, the worse it is for someone in this situation. So you'd want to dampen that as quickly as you can. Yeah, and I know uh, the Army, re- they dropped that ad that he oh, was Oh, yeah, in. he was in that ad. That came out like a couple weeks ago uh-huh. for the NCAA uh-huh. tournament, and uh, that's gone. They just dropped it, and they are, they're making a new version. I bet, yeah. For the I, Final Four. That makes sense, yeah. 
So yeah, I guess no one wants to touch him right now. Crazy stuff. No one knows what's going on. I have no idea what happened. Just reading the same yeah, things we're just, that you're yeah, all reading. Just reporting what we what what's available to us at the moment. So I but it's also important not to form opinions until all the evidence is out, I guess. True. So. More drama at Disney and Marvel. Ike Perlmutter, who was the Marvel Entertainment Chairman, also the guy responsible for selling Marvel to Disney in 2009, was fired alongside recently, obviously, with Victoria Alonso. Some other drama with Victoria Alonso recently, it was revealed that apparently she once said to a reporter named Chris Lee, who just leaked this, I don't know how recent she said it, but she said that Marvel directors don't deserve credit for the movies and that they don't direct the Marvel the movies. Marvel directs the movies. So that's a bit of leaked drama that's also that came out the other day too. Wow, interesting. I wonder if she wanted that to come out or not. I'm guessing that she, I mean since they asked her they maybe she wants to get some shots fired at it them. Seems like it. Because I don't think her her career obviously she's not in at Marvel anymore but she's such a successful executive that I guarantee she's going to find a huge job somewhere pretty easily because of her track record experience and the success she had there. So I think that her career, she might be able to even flourish even more outside of Marvel. Oh, probably. And so, I believe she still is guaranteed some executive producer credits for some upcoming films. And I'm sure she has plenty of stock in Marvel and DC. She so, did all right. She's yeah. doing all right. But So I'm sure she has the, the confidence. I mean, if she did leak this to be like, you know what, I can I can throw some stuff at them. That's what I would do. It's, that's what it seems like. <laughs> yeah. Now she's taking shots. Yeah, so, I mean, but there's been rumors about that. We've talked about this on that on this show, how Marvel, in, I think, in some ways, has did become a factory machine. We never said that the directors don't direct yeah, them, yeah. though, but that they're kind of... But, but we, I mean, they Marvel does do heavy previs before they get on set. They have cameras that are programmed to already perform the exact camera movements that they had planned in the computer system, so... In a way, in some films, they became a factory machine. But then I think with the last couple of years, they've been giving directors more freedom to do their own kind of style of filmmaking, mm -hmm. which they had to do. They really had to bring in artistic integrity and vision of each individual filmmaker into the films to give it some some flair and differentiation between project and project. It was getting stale. Yeah. I concur. But yeah, that's really interesting. It's also interesting that the uh, people involved, especially Ike... Perlmutter, who helped facilitate that deal that ended up blowing up Marvel and making them the biggest studio, like, so successful for a decade. Like, these people are out. That's really crazy. Like, the people that facilitated that deal, it's pretty wild. And, and generated Disney so much money for so many years. Well, recently, it's just the stock's been plummeting, yeah. and they've been losing so much money, then Iger comes back and mm -hmm. is just cleaning up shop, it seems like. But let's get into some... Nicer news that Disney and, and Marvel and MCU. There's a lot are. of Marvel news today. I know, quite a bit. A whole section for Disney. Jeremy Renner has an interview coming out on Disney Plus about his snowplow accident. He says he'd do it again. Again, he survived this extremely dangerous incident at the beginning of the year in an effort to save, rescue his nephew and neighbors, I believe. And he got crushed by his snowplow. He was rescuing his nephew from the snowplow. And it, it ran him over instead. Insane stuff. Mm -hmm. And so that interview, which it seems like it's going to be kind of like a 60-minute setup for exactly. Disney Plus, is yeah. going to be dropping pretty soon. Yeah, and it's, I'm just happy to see that he's up, moving around. He's he's actually using one leg, and he has his other leg, uh, leg on. What are you, I don't know what you call it. It's like the la the wheel platform that you put your knee on if you have a, a foot injury. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's walking around with that. So he's in, he seems to be 
in terms of his torso and his his the rest of his body seems to be in, in pretty good shape where he can stand up, he can sit upright without any assistance. So it looks like he's gone a far a long way already in his recovery process. I'm sure it's been an intense PT yeah. physical therapy. He's I mean he's been he's been doing nothing but BT, PT all day every day for who knows how long maybe six or seven months plus a lot of surgeries yeah so good for him i'm glad to see that he's up moving around and seems to be in really good spirits we got our first look at secret invasion the new disney plus marvel series starring samuel L. jackson as nick fury they've removed his eye patch and made him a much more vulnerable version of the character i don't know why i thought this was going to be a film for the longest time so yeah it's a tv series okay and then um Ben Mendelsohn will be returning, who we love. He's a great Australian actor. So we're looking forward to that. I'm looking, I mean, yeah, it seems to be an important step forward for Marvel, the Secret Invasion show. It's like the only show they haven't canceled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be, um, I mean, when was the last time Sam was on TV? It's been a minute, bro. I can't even think of it. Like, has he, like, Sam Jackson on television? I don't know, man. Can't remember. Yeah, it's been a while. All right, next up, Disney news. Lilo and Stitch is moving forward, and it has cast newcomer Maya Keola as Lilo, alongside Zach Galifianakis, who would be playing, not Stitch, he's playing another character. Oh. I'm sorry. I, it's, I he's, thought he was Stitch. No, he's not Stitch. He's, a, he's another character in the film. I they thought they were going to paint him blue and make him be <laughs> Stitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I can't remember the name of the character Galifianakis is playing, but they actually have not cast Stitch yet. But there's rumors gotcha. about who, who will voice Stitch, but they just haven't confirmed it yet. Final bit of news from Disney is in the Star Wars department. So it was last week that we revealed and it was announced that the Daniels had signed on to direct an episode of The Skeleton Crew, which is a series coming out very soon. They've also tapped acclaimed filmmaker David Lowry to direct an episode of Skeleton Crew. This is huge news, and I think Iger knows what he's doing by, first off, hiring Stephen Knight to write the next Star Wars film but also getting great directors and filmmakers to make episodes of TV because I think that's one of the weaknesses for the Star Wars shows recently is they just haven't had great like filmmakers, Filmmaking. I would say, yeah. coming in to make these great stories, which you could do, and I think this is a really smart decision to get excellent filmmakers. Also, David Lowry worked with Disney previously. He did Pete's Dragon, and it's a great kids' film. Like It's a terrific film. I recommend it if you haven't seen it. Pete's Dragon. So excellent director, by the way. So Let's get out of Disney news, yeah. though. Let's get to Warner Brothers. Yeah, Warner Brothers. <laughs> so Superman Legacy, have been. there's been so many rumors surrounding it recently with castings and people thinking people are already in the casting process. Who are they going to do? And there's been rumors saying that they've already cast it or in, are in auditions right now. And James Gunn came out on Twitter like, no, that hasn't happened at all. We haven't even started yet. I doubt they're even done with the script yet. because they. No, just, there's no way he's done. Yeah, I mean, there's, they're still writing it, so give them time. But you still got to cast it way before the script's done. And what's also interesting is this Superman, whoever it will be, will be younger. So it's going to be, I think, not teenage, but like he maybe said late er, 20, early 20s early, to early 30s. Okay, okay. So Cavill wasn't that much older than when he was cast as Kal-El. He must have been like 30 or something. Something like that. Yeah, so. But yeah, I guess you... you you want to go younger, especially if you're going to have them potentially star in films for you for up to 15 years. So definitely go with someone in their 20s, I would say. There's been more execs dropping like flies in Hollywood it's this crazy. past couple weeks. So Netflix has lost a couple of their executives. So Lisa Nishimura, as well as Ian Brick, have left Netflix during a film regrouping of the company, restructuring. Lisa oversaw many of their documentaries and docuseries. 
and also was part of the platform's first Oscar win, which was for the short documentary The White Helmets. And Brick was a leader of their independent film department, so they basically scratched their execs of those two departments out. Yeah, Brick was... he. They were producing... Films that were in the medium budget range, like twenty-five to forty million dollar budgets, and then so it's not like they had one person overseeing film production. They had different areas, like medium budget, high high budget, high 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 budget, high 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 budget, and so extra medium budget. (laughs) So I think what Netflix is doing is they're trying to cut costs and spend less on feature films because they, over the past few years, the Chris, I mean the Dwayne Johnson Gal Gadot film read something remember that one yeah with the who's the other ryan reynolds that cost them i think 250 million dollars the gray man cost them the gray the gray million the gray man cost 250 million and there's another one that was over 200 million and these just have not been performing well in terms of streaming numbers so i believe that they might have gotten excited getting celebrities and just being like oh as long as we get ryan reynolds people will watch it you know what i mean so it seems like they are probably cutting corners and not going to be producing films on that large of a scale before. And also, I think they've learned that like celebrities do not guarantee success. Just because The Rock is probably the most successful actor, famous person alive in Hollywood, doesn't mean that everybody's going to watch their film. I think ultimately, the quality of the film will determine that. So they, I guess, I'm guessing they're also not going to rely on having to pay celebrities. $30 million contracts anymore. But also, when you're making a $250 million movie and it's not being released in theaters, how are you making money off exactly, that subscriptions? Yeah. Is that your, own, your only game plan? Yeah, exactly. So I suppose they're going to go lower scale with their feature films. Well, it's interesting because they these people were running their lower scale production departments, mm-hmm. docuseries, documentaries, and independent films. Yeah, that's a good point. So we'll see. I don't know. I think there's just a lot of restructuring going on in Hollywood, and even more. Yes, IFC Films, which AMC owns, not AMC Theaters, but AMC, uh, the the film the tv channel they had a film head named Ariana Bacco who has exited from the company she stepped down as her post of head of IFC films they generally uh, produce purchase and distribute uh, independent films smaller scale films they always they've always had a great catalog and library of films they have um, she ascended the post in December 2020 and spent a decade overseeing acquisitions and productions for IFC films and its genre label IFC Midnight Scott Schumann, head of acquisitions, will serve in her stead for the interim. So lots of shakeups at so many studios the last couple weeks. Pretty crazy. Safety Brothers news. So we all know they're working on their next film with Adam Sandler. And it's rumored that Megan Thee Stallion is in talks to star alongside Adam in their next film. Also, Ben Affleck is rumored to be uh, in talks. Well, that yeah. would be cool. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Speaking of Ben Affleck, isn't Air coming out this week? Air comes out April 3rd. Very cool. Yeah. Super excited about I that. I can't wait to see that. It, oh, we, could have, we should see it some, this weekend. We totally should, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see it tonight, uh, Sunday night, I mean. Yes, yeah, Sunday yes night. absolutely. Next up, Clint Eastwood, one of our favorite filmmakers and actors, has set his final film at Warner Brothers. It will be his 40th directed film and will be called Juror Number 2. The story is set to focus on a juror on a murder trial who realizes that he may be the murderer and struggles with the dilemma of turning himself in or manipulating the jury to get away with the crime. Sounds really cool. He hasn't really done much crime mystery in his career as a director. It's not a bit. It's not a bit. Mystery? Mystic River. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's actually a great one. (laughs) But, I mean, that's just an excellent example of his impact as a director on film. I mean, just in the 
21st century you have mystic river you have million dollar baby like it's american sniper so many great films he's made just in the last 20 years so he's a terrific director if you aren't aware of his films behind the camera definitely look into them unforgiven is another great one uh, but extremely talented human being and uh, absolute force of hollywood that will always stand the test of time and be remembered forever. I love the guy. Is that my daughter, Sean? <laughs> Francis Ford Coppola news. He has wrapped production on his self-financed epic, Megalopolis, just a few months after Hollywood came after him with those ridiculous production rumors. Remember that? And a logline for this How film. you like me now? <laughs> He's like, I'm done, bitches. <laughs> the fate of Rome haunts a modern world unable to solve its own social problems in this epic story of political ambition, genius, and dangerous love. So, so this is, um, I can't remember, it's set in a Rome that never fell apart. And it's like modern day contemporary Rome. No idea. I think that's what it is. No idea. If that's the case, that sounds really fucking cool. That'd be that'd be pretty sick. Like if Rome never fell and just continued on to the modern contemporary times. Sounds very cool. Damn, I am. If that's what it's about, sign me up. Well, sign me up either way, but it's cool. Couple uh, Taron Egerton news bits right here. So Tetris quietly just got released on Apple TV, and so quietly that like when I saw the headline, I'm like, oh, I forgot that movie was coming out. Yeah, um, this is the problem with not releasing your movies in theaters, man. Yeah, it's getting great reviews and responses. A few people have actually reached out to us telling us to re- to watch it. They highly recommend it. It's got great reviews. I would have seen it in theaters. Yeah, I would have loved to see it in theaters. As a seven point four on IMDb, as well as over eighty percent for both critics and audiences and Rotten Tomatoes. Great Metacritic score. It's supposed to be a really fun story, fascinating story, and uh, Edgerton is supposed to be excellent in it. Although I, I agree, like I didn't even know it came out until it came out, and someone sent us a, a image of them watching on Apple TV. I was like, "Oh, is that out?" So basically, like if you don't see the headline, that's the problem. If you don't yeah. see the headline that it's released on a streaming platform, yeah, how do you know it's even out? So that's why this is an example of why Apple TV is committing to releasing in theaters for the future. Now they should have dropped this one in theaters. I would have seen this in a second. It looked like a lot of fun. And also, apparently, Kingsman Three is potentially on the table. Egerton also revealed in an interview that he. He's working on an idea with the filmmakers, and they, they're cooking something, and if they do get to make it, it would be the final film of Eggsy's uh, franchise. I would love to see him back, because um, I really enjoyed him as Eggsy, especially in the first film, so if they can capture that magic again for a third one, I'll be there for sure. Yeah, they're both solid. Next up, Guy Ritchie and Henry Cavill have released another image of the Ministry of Un- Ungentlemanly Warfare Cavill has been posting a ton of stuff on his Instagram. Again, I can't wait to see this film. It looks like Guy Ritchie is in costume, too. Yeah, he's. I think he's going to play like the, the ship captain. Oh, no way. Probably just a cameo. Yeah. He's usually got some cameos in some of his films. I love I that. He has one in uh, Game of Shadows that's really funny, and also King Arthur. What's what's the Game of Shadows one? He's uh, the guy that is... he, or is, So he's in King Arthur. Uh-huh. He's the guy that owns the building okay. that they like want to scope. They want to snipe from uh-huh. the arrows. Game of Shadows... Maybe I was wrong about that one. Yeah. Yeah. We'll look it up. It's okay. But yeah. Anyways. Love him. Love the guy. Mubi, the film platform, has added over 50 Sony films over a content licensing deal this year just now. This includes movies like Close Encounters of a Third of a Third Kind, Age of The Age of Innocence, Paprika, 
More films from directors like Wes Anderson, Guillermo del Toro, and other filmmakers. They now have over 900 movies and are adding a new film every single day. I might get movie now because they've, they've always had a pretty decent selection of films, but now this is a huge slate and a big library and a catalog of films to watch. So They've been the platform that's had di- decision to leave all year. Oh, okay, yeah. And they had, um, they've had After Sun as well. Mm-hmm. So they've had a lot of great international releases on their platform this past couple of years. So, yeah, I, I might get a movie. I, I think it's pretty affordable, too. It's a movie. It's a movie. <laughs> Some Ari Aster news. Bo is Afraid is going to be playing in IMAX one week early. So the film is actually set to premiere April 21st in theaters around the country. However, IMAX is going to be doing a, a special early release Starting on April 14th in New York and Los Angeles, you can see Bo is Afraid for that entire week before its uh, traditional 21st runtime um, release. So I'm going to be there. You're going to be there. For sure. Ari Aster, IMAX. This is like IMAX doesn't have to just be for large scale movies, big budgets, action films. You could give it to a present a great filmmaker's vision like this on IMAX screens. I think that's a great future for IMAX to embrace filmmakers like Ari Aster. Matt Damon news. Matt Damon. <laughs> he was obviously at the premiere for Air, being interviewed about that, but also talked about Oppenheimer, calls it fantastic, says the three-hour runtime flies by, and says Killian Murphy is everything you ever wanted him to be. And he looked like he was genuinely, like, he was so happy about Killian. Yeah. He was like, he was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Killian. I am Phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> Also, Air is getting great reviews. Ben Affleck, baby. And I've heard excellent things about that from people who have seen it, so I can't wait to see that. And next up, The Equalizer 3 with our guy Denzel and will take place in southern Italy. Hell yeah. It'll hit theaters this September, so I can't wait. I loved number two. If you haven't seen number two, Pedro Pascal is actually the villain, so it's a lot of fun. That's right, yeah. Yeah. It was before he really blew up. And, um... That's cool because he's going to be in move, two movies back-to-back years that take place in Italy then. What's Equalizer the and then Gladiator 2. Oh, yeah. Oh, Even yeah. though Gladiator 2 probably won't film in Italy. Yeah, yeah, But it's it's going to take place in yeah. ancient Rome. Yeah. That's very cool. Love it. Final bit of news. Bill Skarsgård confirms he won't reprise his role as Pennywise in the Welcome to Derry HBO Max series. It's going to explore how the monster first arrived, Origins Pennywise, in the town Featured in the Stephen King novel and the films It in it Chapter 2. I'm not surprised because from what I read, it was very difficult of a role for him to do physically with the makeup, with the prosthetics. And it was, I'm sure it was just a hard several months of shooting each time. I'm, and I guess he doesn't want to put himself through that again. Plus, he's a busy guy. He yeah. wants to do other things. He's just the, the villain in John Wick 4. Yeah, and he, he, I mean, he did it in two movies. So I think he did it. I think for him, he's like, I did what I could with the character. And I don't want to go back to it. So I'm sure though, I would say it might be best to get an unknown actor to play Pennywise. Someone who has great physical acting. Here. Yeah, so, but I, I, I was saying I really am only interested in seeing it if I see him as Pennywise. So I don't know. Maybe the trailer will, will convince me. We'll see, man. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, Pennywise is a shapeshifter, so. That's true. You have some different looks. That's true. That's get true. Some different looks in there. All right, that wraps movie news. Number, this is like 93. 93. This is crazy. There was a lot we to talk about. We gotta do something for 100. I know, right? Uh, again, tomorrow's episode has been postponed to Tuesday, but it's gonna be an awesome one. It's Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring movies from memory. We recount, we, re, we recount the whole film with no help. 
and we without having seen it <laughs> without recently. having seen it in like a year yeah. or so it was a lot of fun thursday we have special guest soups on an episode which was a, like two and a half hour breakdown of everything about movies tiktok social media and just like film in general and tv and yeah we got some cool news coming for you tomorrow don't miss out on our instagram and tiktok we are posting some cool ass content tomorrow you're not gonna only miss it's it. gonna be great and yeah, thanks so much for tuning in and we'll talk to y'all very soon. See you next time. Thank you for watching Raiders of the Lost podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit the like button as well. Notifications for sure. Listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere you can listen to podcasts and be sure to check out this other content we have on our YouTube channel.